Welcome to Raising the New Earth. I'm Brooke. And I'm Noah. We are both mothers and holistic nutritionists, health coaches here to share our experiences and engage in new perspectives in health, food, nature, consciousness, and spirituality, all through the greater lens of motherhood. This podcast is here to call us to higher levels of consciousness and tap into a greater potential for ourselves, our children, and humanity as a whole. We explore the role we can individually and collectively play to birth, nourish, and co-create a more beautiful world. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Raising the New Earth podcast. I am your host, Noah Dory, and today is going to be a solo episode, a 20-minute nugget about Hashimoto thyroiditis. So for those of you that have had or are dealing with Hashimoto thyroiditis and have been told that this is an autoimmune disease where your body um, is basically attacking itself, um, I'm here to break that bubble to help spread some hope and empowerment. Your body is not attacking itself. Your body is never attacking itself. Uh, this is a misguided theory that we gotta we gotta talk about. So. What it is attacking, though, it is attacking a virus by the name of EBV, Epstein-Barr virus, that most of us at this point have in our system. And that virus is exactly what's creating the symptoms that you're experiencing, whether it's um, uh, a sense of brain fog, uh, excessive fatigue, buzzing in the ear. We're going to talk about all the symptoms that you may be experiencing. So again, your body is fighting for you, not against you. Um, And what it's fighting against is the unwanted pathogen in your system. So if you do catch an EBV, it goes through an initial doormat period of just floating around in your bloodstream doing, you know, little more than slowly replicating itself to build its number. And that pathogen is really waiting for an opportunity to launch a more direct infection. Um, That direct infection can be launched when our nervous system is down, when we experience some sort of trauma. And trauma doesn't have to um, come from necessarily a, a negative thing. It can come from a positive thing, such as childbirth, Uh, wedding, anything that puts excessive stress on our body can awaken that dormant EBV. So in that first stage, um, stage one period, it fortifies itself and it's waiting for the ideal opportunity. And that can take weeks, months, or even a decade or longer, depending on different, you know, variety and triggers. So the stage one is the EBV really duplicates itself to fortify itself. The stage two, it shows up as mono, mono m- monocleosis, and that means that it, it it's going into the major organs. The stage three is that EBV, the Epstein-Barr virus, nests into the organs, and that, um, that manifests diseases such as lupus, thyroid problems, and, and, and more. Um, what happens is that EBV, it produces neurotoxins and dermatoxins, uh, byproduct and viral uh, corpses. Uh, and, and that virus is being fed by certain foods. So we're going to talk about how to deal with it as well. So that's stage three. 
In stage form, it act, stage four, the EBV actually inflames the central nervous system. And, and that's when we call it mystery illnesses start to develop. So the Hashimoto thyroiditis is a, people sometimes compare it to um, hyperthyroid, thyroidism. It is actually a more advanced version of that. Um, Cause when you have been going through your life um, dealing with different stresses on your immune system, uh, or, or diet that is less than productive. Those are all different triggers that will eventually determine how fast the virus moves from the stage of, uh, hyperthyroidism, which is a slight damage and, uh, underperformance of the thyroid to a full on Hashimoto thyroiditis, which is a, you know, an inflamed state of a more damaged thyroid. Um, so again, EBV is not just a trigger for people who um, who already dealing with uh, chronic illness or even thyroid condition, uh, as some practitioners believe, uh, a trigger is not the cause, right? This is, this is a mistake that a lot of practitioners are making. The virus is the true cause. So in my clinic, uh, naturally, Noah, I'm I'm a big advocate about finding the true cause, the root cause, and seeing how what seems to be isolated events are really a compelled picture of what is really going on within the body. So that th- these are not isolated diagnoses or isolated um, events that we're feeling or diseases. They're all together. They work together. And until we pull that weed out once and for all, these repetitive symptoms will just come into surface. So there are some foods that um, I recommend my clients who suffer from Hashimoto thyroiditis that can really heal the thyroid. Such foods are uh, any anything from the cruciferous family, Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, broccoli, especially in its steamed state is amazing. Um, arugula, cabbage, um, these foods have certain compounds in it that literally push the virus out of out of um, out of your system, out of the thyroid, and it destroys it. That's one um, group of foods. The other is Atlantic uh, sea vegetables, especially dulse and kelp, that contain amounts of iodine, but the iodine acts as a as a, an antiseptic for the thyroid. So dose and kelp uh, really help you protect your thyroid when it's going under this attack from the EBV, from the Epstein, Epstein virus. So if you're not used to um, sea vegetables, just start off really slow. You know, they even sell little salts with that. You can sprinkle a little teaspoon of that on your salad once a week. Or if you buy the strips, you can just tear a strip and put it in your salad or even put it in your soup for dinner. Um, the ones that come from the main, from the one that comes from uh, the main area are really the best ones and the best ones. Bananas are amazing. I know that a lot of people think potassium when they hear bananas, but there's so much more than that. They actually, bananas help us restore neurotransmitters and support healing from any neurological problems. Cucumbers are amazing. They help strengthen the adrenals that are, must feel like they're shut by now. And so adrenal fatigue often comes with uh, being diagnosed with Hashimoto thyroiditis. Garlic is amazing. It's a 
I remember my dad always used to eat garlic. And as a teenager, I used to hate the smell. But as an adult now, I really appreciate the healing properties it has. It acts as an antiviral bomb, literally, that does wonders to eliminate EBV from our system. Um, garlic is amazing. Raw garlic is best. You can, you know, mince some garlic and put it in your banana, mash banana with garlic, or put it in your avocado, add it to your salad dressing. It's uh, make the guacamole with it. It's it's really fantastic. It's very powerful. Celery is amazing. It actually strengthens our uh, hydrochloric acid in the intestinal tract, and it has mineral salts in it, and it boosts a T3, which is a hormone in the thyroid. Um, it's 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 something that you can juice or you can eat part of your adrenal snacks. There are many things you can do with it. Um, you can actually pair it with an apple or pineapple. You prefer a more sweeter flavor. Radishes are amazing. They're known to be antiviral foods um, because they have a really high and unique sulfur content. So these are amazing for you. And when you do get radishes, try to get the greens as well because that stem is, is even more powerful. So just cut it and put it in a salad or a shake. Tomatoes are amazing. We know they contain a variety of vitamin C, um, but we also know that that specific vitamin C in the tomatoes uh, is the one that supports the thyroid like no other kind. So it, it keeps it balanced. Barley grass juice powder. Um, barley grass juice extract powder is fantastic. I actually got acquainted to, to uh, adding that into my shakes when I was diagnosed with Hashimoto thyroiditis. Long story short, um, I was diagnosed with Hashimoto thyroiditis, looking for answers before I started my, my journey as a nutritionist and a health coach. Um, I was referred to a celebrity thyroid expert. Um, yeah, so several thousands dollars later, um, I realized that all this expert does is really tell me to uh, keep coming and to be on um, pills for the rest of my life. And that's when I realized this is a no-no. I'm going to seek answers. I'm, I, I don't want to be dependent on any pills for the rest of my life. So I left that expert and I started my own healing journey. And I did um, completely bounce back from Hashimoto thyroiditis um, by doing exactly the same protocol that I share with you and I share with my clients. Um, there is, um, there is something that's worth mentioning is that the adrenal fatigue that comes with experiencing, you know, this pathogen is, is real. So if you feel that you can't get out of bed, if you feel this brain fog, if you feel this heaviness, you may want to consider a few supplements that can accelerate your healing. Uh, such supplements include, uh, zinc sulfate, um, drops forms are best. B12 with both coenzymes, methylcobalamin and adenosylcobalamin are best. Cat's claw, unio de gato, it's really, um, it's an herb that reduces EBV. This is, I call it nature's, uh, uh, nature's anti, uh, best antioxidant and antibacteria fighter. Uh, lemon balm is amazing. It can be taken as tea or tincture. Uh, it's a, uh, it helps to calm the nerves so that the digestive tract is more receptive to um, receiving foods. It's also antiparasitic, antiviral, and antibacterial. 
Um, another one to think about is eating more frequently. So if you do suffer from adrenal fatigue because of that diagnosis, it is it is basically a sign of your body telling you that it needs more um, it needs attention to the nervous system. And the assistance that we can give our adrenals is really by eating every hour and a half to two hours that that will create a lot of support for your adrenals. Eating light balanced meals every one and a half to two hours before you start feeling lethargic. Um, and this type of diet or protocol will keep your um, blood sugar steady throughout the day so that your adrenals don't have to to interfere. So it, it actually gives them a chance to rest and, and repair and restore themselves. Ideally, uh, your adrenal uh, snacks should combine some sort of, should be combined from some sort of a balanced potassium, uh, sodium, and natural glucose from fruits. So such adrenal snacks may include uh, apple, celery, and dates. That's my to-go-to when I go to the studio. Everyone there knows me. Here's Noah with her little bag of uh, that combo. Orange, avocado, spa uh, spinach, coconut water, banana, uh, spinach, um, dates, banana, romaine, lettuce is great. Um, grapes, banana, red leaf, lettuce. So try to look for the combination of sodium, potassium, and some sort of fruit. Sweet potato, parsley, and lemon on kale. The sweet potato is the potassium, the parsley is the sodium, and the lemon squeeze on kale is the glucose. All of that, orange, spinach, half an avocado. Again, you see that combination. So these are amazing apple, cucumber, cauliflower. Make sure you make sure you fuel your brain because 90% of our brain is made out of glycogen. And if we don't give it <clears throat> what it needs, you will feel that your adrenals are shut. So this is a great way of doing it. I also recommend my clients to avoid certain foods that are actually known to feed the pathogen. And those foods are um, any dairy, um, eggs, wheat and gluten, um, canola oil, corn. Um, if you have to eat corn, make sure you eat it uh, sporadically. Organic corn is best. Soy, at least in the beginning, I, I now do consume soy, but I make sure it's non-GMO and it's um, organic so that my body will be able to take it better. But um, definitely the dairy, the wheat, the gluten, and the eggs. Those are the three, and the pork. Those are the three things that I highly recommend avoiding, especially when you start out. You just want to make sure that your body has a fair chance to fight it, right? And and I always say to my clients, whatever you've done so far have got you this far. And if you want to change what you get, you got to change what you do. So in this way, we are creating a protocol of first, we're starving that EBV from any unwanted food, which is going to be the phase one. And then we bring in new food. So when I work with my clients, I ask them about their menu. And so if they're used to eating eggs for breakfast, we change it up. So we create a protocol um, with uh, what they like with their taste buds. So that's the phase one. Phase two is we have to attend to the nervous system. It's almost like the cousin of the immune system. It has to be relaxed. And that's where B12 comes. Um, the lemon balm comes in. Even B-complex, if someone needs it, we attend to that nervous system. At the same time, we attend to the adrenals by having those adrenal snacks. We attend to the liver and the lymphatic system. Um, 
the adrenals can also be attended by uh, doing breath work. The lymphatic system can be attended by uh, utilizing a rebounder and just jump on the rebounder without without actually leaving the surface. Let your let your toes always touch. Um, and then the food for the adrenal snacks that we talked about. Phase three is when we bring in supplements because what supplements do, and now some of, some of my clients bring supplements right away. Some of my clients never bring in supplements because they feel so great just by taking out the foods that the EBV thrives off of. But for those that do consider taking supplements, the brand does matter. This is a billion dollar industry and everyone is there to make money. So you have to make sure that it's super clean and it's done in, a, in an ethical way so that you get the potency, uh, full potency of the herb that you're using. So phase three, you bring in the supplements and what it does, it accelerates your healing. In the phase four, we got to make sure that your detox pathways are clean. So uh, when we use spirulina and when we use barley grass extracts, extract uh, juice powder, we actually, and the dolls, we actually have them attach themselves to any heavy metals that we have in our system and and it takes it out responsibly. So these are the three things I use for that. I also make sure that my clients have some kind of a green juice or celery juice with beautiful mineral salts in it to help clean their system even more and bring up the, um, the pH levels, the hydrochloric acid we just talked about. Another detox tool that I do in my clinic is having my clients do ionic food bath, which I find to be fantastic, and uh, infrared sauna for uh, cell rejuvenation. So that's about it. I hope uh, you uh, you are taking some notes. Um, but again, just remember if you've been giving a confusing autoimmune diagnosis about your condition, and you have been told that your body is attacking itself, just know that this is not the truth. It is not attacking itself. It's attacking the virus in your body that is called EBV. And nowadays, most practitioners will test for EBV, Epstein-Barr virus. So if you if you need that to be your determination, whether or not you're going to omit the certain foods and you're going to bring in some of the things we talked about, you can go ahead. But most cases from what I have seen and what my colleagues have seen, 99.9% .9 of the population has EBV in their system. So uh, again, this is not a medical advice. This is just, uh, you know, my personal knowledge and the knowledge that I share with my clients. If you have any questions, uh, don't hesitate to reach out um, to Raising the New Earth podcast. I hope this has been helpful for you and um, we're going to do a lot more of these little bite-sized specific information. So thank you for being with us and we'll see you next time. Bye. Have a wonderful day, wonderful week, and we will talk with you soon. Settle down your chopper. Let the morning breeze caress your desire. Every Dreams are hopeful, future life invites our worlds to collide.